0: Hi again, everybody. This is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals. I'm Nick Curran. Uh, we're back this week. Thanks so much for uh, checking us out, however you are doing it, on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And we appreciate you subscribing, streaming, downloading. And if you could leave a rating, that would be great as well. Our guest this week, uh, former U L women's basketball great and uh, the number four all-time scorer the number two all-time rebounder for the cards and current Washington Mystic it is Maisha Hines Allen. Maisha, how are you?
1: I'm good Nick thanks I'm glad to be here um, doing this podcast
0: with you. Good to good to talk to you um, quite the quite the weekend for you we'll uh, we'll start there how did it uh, feel to, to get back out on the floor?
1: Uh, it felt good. I think this is the longest a lot of us have gone without playing basketball. So, you know, just to be out there on the court, um, was, was amazing. And then, you know, when you have a great game, like I did, uh, it's even better too, but, uh, we're looking forward to this next game tomorrow, um, seven o'clock. Uh, so, you know, our focus is now moving on to this next game.
0: Yeah. Hopefully everybody can, uh, can keep up with that. It was cool being able to watch, uh, the game Saturday on, on TV. And you, you mentioned um, the big game you had career high, 27 points, also the 10 boards to go along with it. And um, you know, you guys, the mystics have had a lot of, uh, you you, you look different, uh, a WNBA title last year, but, but a number of players um, sitting out for various reasons now uh, this year and kind of going into the season was, was reading about how you knew your role was was going to have to expand a little bit and it it seemed like you were pretty comfortable with that on saturday uh
1: yeah (laughs) uh you know just playing with the team being with team for three years now uh, yeah going three years now um it's you kind of know what what uh, coach t wants and we have a few players that were here last year and previous years too so kind of just adding new players to it but still knowing what he wants how he wants to play and things of that nature so it's kind of easy but you know roles do change but we're all basketball players professional basketball players on top of that so it's just like you have to, uh, know, to uh, know how to adjust and, and things like that so um, yeah roles are different but we're, we're still basketball players.
0: Indeed and uh, I, I know you were um, talking a little bit about you mentioned Coach T and Mike T Ball, who who had you he had you running some point in practice, right? Getting ready for the season.
1: Yeah, um, so like this was actually like kind of new, but like not really. Uh, so um, like as soon as I got to Washington, he was saying how he sees Draymond Green and and me. Like, I can do some of the things that he does for the team. So uh, this year was definitely – I'm going to be able to show um, that Draymond Green type of mentality and how he's able just to get the board off and start running uh, the offense. So um, that's something I'm looking forward to, just adding to my game every single day, just working on ball handling. If I do have to bring the ball up, just being prepared for it. But, um, yeah, it was something that he he mentioned when I first got to – to Washington. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that I'm actually doing it, but it's
0: cool. It, it looked great on Saturday. Um, now this season obviously is, is a very, very different one, uh, pretty outside the norm. In, in a lot of ways, what's, uh, what's life been like down there in, in the, uh, in, in the bubble in, in Bradenton.
1: Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool actually. Uh, it's just something I had to get used to. So for me personally, it was like something that it was like easier for me to get adjusted because I played in South Korea last year. Um, and it's kind of similar where you're just isolated. Um, you're not really allowed to go places and like that. So it's really just focusing on basketball in South Korea. So like my mindset, going into this bubble was like hey like I I just did it for a few months overseas I can do it here too and then on top of that we're getting you know back to playing basketball so I'm super excited about that but I mean I'm we got my team I got my teammates um we're playing basketball it, it's 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 okay I mean it's nothing I can't really complain about it um so yeah
0: going back to when all this the um you know the the virus was becoming uh, obviously news here and and we were watching from afar what was going on in in europe and in asia um what what was that time like were were you overseas then as as that was all all starting and and kind of take us through that from from your perspective
1: yeah so uh i was overseas i was in uh, south korea like i mentioned before um I was there since October, like, soon as, like, we celebrated the championship, like, a few days after that, like, I had to leave to um, go overseas, but um, when the virus hit South Korea, it was December, like, yeah, it was, like, late December, um, and then in January, we actually stopped playing with fans, so that's, like, another thing that I was able to, like, kind of get it used to also not playing with fans it's kind of easier because South Korea we didn't have fans um since January so um we were playing and then they actually uh suspended our league um and then in March um they were like we're gonna continue well they were unsure if they wanted to continue the league because the virus was like picking up um and I was like, kind of starting to, to get nervous. So I was like, all right, like I have to go home. Like there's no way like I can stay out here. Don't I don't know like how, like exactly like how serious it is over here. And then in America, like I'd rather just be somewhere that you know I'm safer, I feel like I'm safer. So I um, I came back before the season officially ended. And then a couple days after I was home, they just canceled the um, the the season um, in South Korea. So, um, kind of got lucky with that, that I was able to get home before, um, it really took off in, in South Korea,
0: but, uh yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. You were right there in, in kind of, uh, the, the center of everything at the, the very spot. beginning of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you come, came home. Did you go, did you go to Jersey or Washington or, or where'd you go?
1: Yeah, so uh, when I went home, I went to uh, Jersey, uh, stayed there for a little bit, and then I headed down to D.C., and then I was there for a little bit too because we didn't know, like, if the season was going to start or, like, what was going on because, you know, they shut down um, a lot of the states, so they shut down D.C., so I was like, you know, I'd rather go – like, I should go back home, you know, spend this time with my family because I don't – Get to normally be home like that for a long time because of basketball. So I went back up to Jersey and then I guess the end of May, that's when I went back to DC and I just stayed until we left.
0: Wow. Well, now, and now down in Florida with the season underway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Going back to, to last year real quick. Yeah. Obviously the, the championship and, you know, um, there in, in DC, there hadn't been a pro basketball uh, title since like the late 70s and and Wes Unseld who obviously also a Louisville product had had uh, led the Washington Bullets to a title. Um, then how uh, how special was that to win a pro hoops title there in in DC and and just to have that experience in a place that hadn't experienced a ton of uh you know pro hoops success lately.
1: Yeah, um, I mean it was amazing just to win. Period is great, but like when you're the world champion, uh, you worked so hard for it. And then like, for me personally, I always like when it happened, like I was thinking back to my rookie year when we had Monique Curry on the team and she, she was in the league for, uh, for a long time. I can't remember, like maybe 14 years, less than 14 years, but like, she's been in the league for a long time. And it was just like, dad, like if you would have seen another year, like it's people play so long to win that championship. And, you know, it, so close but yeah i don't know It's it was just like mind-boggling like i was just playing with a player who's like been in the league for so long and then the next year we win the championship so i mean it, it's pretty cool that you know people work work so hard to to win the championship but they don't they don't necessarily get it and then you know it just happens so i mean it was it was pretty cool though to win the championship
0: I know there was uh, had to have been some big ratings back here in Louisville. A lot of folks were uh, were locked in to to watch you guys finish that off. Um, was uh, was pretty cool as as obviously kind of just getting into the to the season here. Um, your your game Saturday we talked about that, and, and just in general your game at the professional level. Um, I think you, you had a lot of versatility in your time in college and and could do a lot of different things, but it, it, it it seems like that is uh, certainly only expanded since, you know, in the three seasons now going on your third season, you've been in the, in the WNBA and in the professional ranks. Um, how much, you know, of a, of a foundation, do you feel like you got here at Louisville with coach walls and, and staff to kind of, uh, you know, lay the foundation for that versatility in your game and to be able to do a lot of different things.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I owe a lot of credit um, to Coach Wallace, coaching staff, and Tina, um, who was a strength and conditioning coach at the time, uh, just because, like, I would not be in, in the position I am today if it wasn't for them. So I'm truly thankful for, for everything they've done for me. But, like, when I got to WNBA, I was like – what position my, my mindset was like, what position do you see me playing? Because I am undersized. Right. So it was, where do I fit in? Like, how can I, you know, how can I make an impact on the team? And he was like, keep doing what you were doing at Louisville. And I was like, Oh, that's easy. I can do that. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I just kind of got a little stronger, a lot of stronger, actually um, a lot stronger. So, it was kind of easy transition. You know, Coach Walls knows how to develop his players. Um, you see it in different – you look at it, it's like he has different types of players that come through through his program and everyone, you know, has a different level of success. And, like, we're all different players, but we all, you know, can succeed and have succeeded already. So that just, you know, is a testimony to not only him, but his staff that he, he um, he's brought together.
0: Uh, No question. And, and, uh, before we get back to you and, and you talked about, um, obviously you went and played in South Korea and I know your, your WNBA off season is, is very busy. Still, still playing. Did did you have a chance to, to catch any or keep up with, uh, with the team at all, uh, last season? I know it was tough being on the other side of the world, but did did you have a chance to at all?
1: Uh, yeah. So I got to watch like playbacks of a couple of the games, um, last season but yeah like you said when you're across the world it's like it was like legit um across the world so it was kind of <laughs> hard to you know watch some of the games but I definitely caught some of the highlights like I still follow like social media and stuff like that so I'm able to like see things of that but um yeah it was kind of it's kind of hard when you're across the country
0: yeah not not matching up in the time zones there that's uh, that's for sure um yeah you have had a chance to see over the last couple of years, a lot of uh, a lot of your former teammates after you obviously uh, got drafted in the WNBA, a lot of your, um, your, your former teammates with the cards have as well, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. Asia Durr and Sam fearing and a- Erica Carter, uh, a couple of drafts ago. And then earlier this year in 2020, Jasmine Jones and, and Kylie shook, uh, both, uh, headed to the Liberty where Asia already was. Um, how 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 cool is that for you to see you obviously um graduated and then then you kind of look back and see um you know see some of your teammates from college kind of getting to go through the same thing and get drafted and try to make their way in the WNBA how how neat is that for you to see
1: yeah no it's super cool cuz i remember like when they were freshmen coming into college. So just to see their growth, not only like on the basketball court, but off the basketball court is amazing. Um, So I'm super excited to uh, see them play further in long in the WNBA, because I definitely know they'll, they'll make an impact on this league. Um, So I'm super excited about that, but you know, just to see them here is amazing. I actually just seen Kylie for the first time yesterday. Like, nice. you would think, like, everyone, like, runs into each other every single day. But I actually just seen Kylie for the first time yesterday. And then I've seen Jazz so many times, like, before. Like, she's come over um, to my villa and stuff like that. But, um, no, it, it's definitely cool to see, you know, their growth, um, you know, past these past couple
0: years really need to see all you all move on and, and have that chance um this is gonna be I'm sure one that you have uh, many answers to but and probably impossible to answer but do you have a do you have a favorite memory or moment from uh from your time here in louisville oh um yeah so I have
1: a, I have a few actually um, uh I'll probably I have one from like every year, to be honest with you on the court. (laughs) So my freshman year was when, um, (laughs) it was like a teaching moment. I wasn't playing hard enough. Um, wasn't going hard enough. This is when I was starting and coach Walsh took me out of the starting lineup and like, just basically, you know, just go off the bench and watch the game. And that was, that was the game I got my first double double (laughs) again. Um, Okay, Syracuse, it was either Syracuse or Miami. Well, it doesn't really matter cuz like that next game I had like another double double too. So I was like, "Oh, I can do this uh coming off the bench <laughs> thing." So like that was kind of like the start of the double doubles. Um I remember that and then um my sophomore year's winning um MVP. Sure. Uh player of the year, I mean. And junior year, oh. Oh, I can't remember one from junior year. But the biggest one was um, winning ACC, the tournament, and then getting to the Final Four. That's like a love-hate, getting to the Final Four, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Getting to the Final Four, definitely. Yeah, that uh, that was pretty incredible to watch. That was a heck of a squad, and uh, and man. I'd still yeah. say there's a lot of folks that think there might've been a little contact on your layup. that's okay. I won't ask you. Um, uh, I don't want to, don't want to get anybody into any trouble.
1: Yeah. It's actually funny though, because coach T um, and Eric, uh, so coach T's daughter was assistant coach for um, uh, Mississippi state. Uh, oh, yeah so when i get drafted to the team it's just, like i see her and then like her husband like he like made a joke about like oh you got fouled right and then eric um our assistant coach here he's like he's like yeah she got fouled <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool though that you know we could laugh about it now but like i was still a little sick about it i <laughs> don't yeah, championship
0: yeah but it's still a heck of a run and it was really neat obviously getting to go from Louisville to Lexington so much support there and then um regardless of the outcome the the atmosphere in Columbus was pretty amazing too that was that was pretty neat yes it was it was um someone asked me about this on of course a podcast like last week so wanted to wanted to get your thoughts and uh today as we're recording this i think espn and abc announced that um they're going to uh have more WNBA games i think something like 35 37 additional games to what they already had scheduled to be televised and um someone asked me so throwing this your way um i I think there's been um no question and a expanded growth in, in the game and, and popularity in women's basketball, both at the college level and, and professionally. Um, why do you think that is, what, what do you think, um, is, is, uh, is a reason for, for kind of expanding the the popularity of the game over the last few years?
1: What's the, I'm sorry, you were going in and out a few times. So you said, what's
0: the reason yeah, what what do you why do you think um, what, women's basketballs kind of expanded in popularity the last few years? Oh,
1: um, because we're fun to watch. I mean, if you really think about yeah. it, it's been fun to watch for a long time now. Um, it's just you know more people. I think definitely help. It definitely helps when the NBA is like behind the league, um, as well as you know just people people being more open-minded to women's sports it's not just um basketball but like you look at the soccer team um Mm -hmm. the women's soccer team um the softball like you just look at different sports and it's just like people are i think are being more open to you know not that stereotypical stereotypical you know statement of women you know, belong in the kitchen or whatever the case may be. Um, they're actually starting to respect us, um, more and more. So I think that's definitely, you know, a reason why, um, you're seeing growth in, in the
0: women's game. Yeah. And, and, uh, a lot of excellent exposure, I think more and more games being televised too to, to go along with that, helping folks kind of see it, um, more than maybe they did in the past. And it's been, it's been really neat to, to kind of see it explode. Um, couple things about you, um, uh, maybe, uh, before you got to college, kind of, kind of growing up, did, did you play any other sports or, or was it always basketball for you?
1: Always basketball for me. I didn't take any other sports serious. I mean, I played football with my brothers. Um, I played, uh, soccer a couple times and then like track and field, you know, but, I never. Uh, I only took basketball serious.
0: I would imagine those may have been some competitive uh, football games in in the uh, in, in the family. Yeah, well, we're on the same team. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for the other team then. Yeah. <laughs> um. played pop one. That's awesome. Um, it, it, in basketball is there anyone that you that you kind of growing up tried to pattern your game after that that you kind of looked at and, and wanted to emulate Uh, my sister
1: actually um so it's my older sister and i just always looked up to her um it was kind of like just that player who like you live with them so you kind of like see everything they're doing like when they're going to the gym what they're doing in the gym so I, I was like her, it was like my, um, yeah, my big sister, I got to, you know, just watch her grow and, and see, you know, the wonderful things that she, that she was able to do. Um, and hopefully, you know, following her footsteps, uh, which I did. Um, but yeah, definitely my
0: sister. That's a, that's awesome. Um, when, when did you know that you were like, good at basketball like like when did you was there a light bulb moment when you were like I'm I'm pretty good at this
1: um I think to be honest with you I think other people you know told me that you're really good you're really good and this and that because like when I was like younger when I I remember I picked first time I picked the basketball was second grade so um probably like by third fourth grade like I was already playing up but like in my mind I'm just like I'm just playing basketball so it's just like I felt like people around me were telling me like oh you're you're really good (laughs) like you can you can do this you can do that so um yeah I think I didn't really have like a light bulb moment but like but like my coaches and just people around me
0: um were telling me <laughs> that's cool they all they all kind of kind of saw it um yeah where i did yeah going back to when you were when you were obviously in high school um why louisville what what uh, what brought you to the cards
1: oh okay so it was my official visit and uh bria was my um what do they call them like the your, uh, your host? I can't remember host I feel like I haven't been in college yeah she was my host I feel like I've been in college for a long time now um yeah so she was my host and we went to the mall and everyone knew who she was like everyone and I was just like oh man like people were running up to her oh can I have a picture oh, like they love your game like you know so I was like wow like this is crazy so I You can so I know now that they appreciate women's basketball. Like people will be at the games. People are going to come on support. It's a great community. Um, And then on top of that, uh, my teammates—they just made me feel like welcome and just that family atmosphere that um, that they that they gave off was was like definitely reason why I I committed.
0: That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, certainly no surprise that a lot of folks, uh, were, uh, knew who was, who was, uh, who was on the team and knew who Bria Smith was back then. That is, that is really awesome. Um, something we've, we've kind of been asking everybody on these, um, and it, it may be something that pertains to you now, um, maybe in, in, in your free time, whatever you have right now, or maybe something you did back, uh back when we were all kind of a little more, um, locked down in general, but was there anything you were kind of watching or or reading or anything you did to, to, to pass the time other than I know staying in shape and that sort of thing?
1: Uh, no, not really. It was really just staying in shape, trying to keep my mind, my mind occupied because going in, to the season well again we didn't know like what was going to happen so my whole thing was try to stay in the best shape of that i can um and i mean it's paying off now so it was was so hard though because like when you're a basketball player like you don't run outside for fun (laughs) like (laughs) like, one like i don't even like running so it was like oh how can i just thinking of new ways like i bought like a whole um like um basically a home gym so i was just putting stuff in there and this and that i was like i got I got a salt bike so like i was just thinking like different ways i can stay active um so that was i was kind of like what i was
0: doing during the break though that's awesome making it up as you go that's what uh, i think everyone's been trying yeah. to do yeah um no uh no basketball courts around for, for you either. That's, that's a tough, that's a tough deal, but it's awesome that it, uh, that it worked out. And, um, heck of a, as we record this just a couple of days ago on Saturday, a a great start to the season. Congratulations on that. Good luck. Um, as, as you guys continue along and, um, uh, trying to repeat, hopefully that happens. And, and thanks, uh, thanks a lot for, for spending some time with us today. All right, thank you for having me. That's UofL Women's Basketball great Maisha Hines-Allen and uh, obviously current Washington Mystic off to a great start on her season and a big thanks to her. Great stuff here today. Again, thanks for checking us out. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, however you get the podcast, and we appreciate you streaming, subscribing, downloading. And uh, again, if you could leave a rating, that would be great as well. That'll do it for us here this week on the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Nick Curran. This is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals.